This week's message carries over from last message. So, as I said last time, the cockpit environment is between you, God, and Jesus. And in the cockpit of yourself, you need to work as a team to get through life and be a better person in the world. And today's message carries this forward, but with a life skill in the mix. Today we are talking about communication with God and the outside world. We know communicate with God through prayer and to others through speech. Duh! But how effective are you is the key issue. God always listens, but will not always give you what you want, as the Rolling Stones song says. And life and the world may may listen to you and and still not deliver. (laughs) So let's continue on with our Tenerife example here. You know, it's the second biggest issue with that disaster was in regards on how the tower and the two planes communicated. As I mentioned earlier, the Pan American or Pan Am 747 needed to use the runway to get to the departure point at the opposite end of the uh, runway, where the KLM 747 was located at the time. So why did the tower do this and how did a breakdown in communication lead to the largest disaster in airline history with changes akin to the sinking of the Titanic? The tower puts all the planes on the runway to head to the departure point because there was no effective area to get the planes onto the taxiways. And to really boil this down, they put all the large planes at one end of the airport on the taxiways, and the taxiways were starting to get clogged up. So they had to use the runway to get to the taxiway to get to the departure point. If it's all confusing, that's okay. I understand. Not many people understand that. So here's where the communication really broke down. The tower told the Pan American 747 to use the fourth turn and not the taxiway designation of Charlie 4, which was the one they wanted to go to. Now, it did not help that the runway and the taxiway lights uh, were off and that a thick fog obscured visibility. But for the tower to not properly identify the correct turnoff on the runway contributed greatly to the disaster. And again... I want you to watch the Mentor Pilot YouTube channel for an in-depth analysis. He goes into great detail. But for our purposes, you know, proper communication and clearly defined language is key to helping ourselves in this great world of ours and have God and Jesus on our side. When I talk about communicating, I mean the two-part aspect of any conversation. First, listening with intensity. You may or may not agree with the person you're speaking to, but to listen to every word spoken gives you the advantage. When someone comes to me with a problem, they have my full attention, and I am actively listening to every word. I do this because a sentence, word, or phrase may help to understand the problem and resolve it. Second, I use words and sentence structure that the other party can I, you know, can totally understand effectively. In Jesus' time, he used parables because the greater population was illiterate and often used stories to teach important lessons. You know, this is why Jesus was an effective communicator and won the hearts of minds of many who listened. And the funny thing is, whether you are a believer or not, you have used many of Jesus' teachings and, and can relate his parables to others. And many of you have heard the Matthew 7, 12 line. Here's a simple rule of thumb guide for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. 
This is more commonly referred to as do unto others as you would have done to you. You know, the golden rule. We also remember the lesson of the prodigal son as it is referenced in many TV shows and movies with a character usually stating, ah, the prodigal son returns. When it comes to communicating with others, it is best to remember the following from Colossians 4.6. Be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others in a conversation, not put them down, not cut them out. So that is the practical worldly lesson on communication, but we communicate with God through prayer. And I want to emphasize this. Prayer is not an elaborate ritual where hands raised, voices loud in your face looking to the sky, and nor is it hands together and head bowed. These are outward signs and do not mean a thing when it comes to prayer. What prayer is, is the internal meditative practice of communicating with God your wants, desires, and requests. Many of you have seen pastors hold their hands over the crowd and speak a prayer, and that is prayer as well, but for the congregation. So, when God is your co-pilot and supporter, how would you communicate? Silent Meditation If you read about Jesus going out to pray, we never know what Jesus is saying. Not just because he is abs- you know, it is absent dialogue in the Bible, but because for Jesus and us, it is a self-serving ritual for us to be in communication with God. Okay, so here comes the heavy Bible quote section, all right? Get prepared. Buckle in, folks. This is a little turbulent here. So when it comes to prayer, the one who prays using a private prayer language certainly gets a lot out of it. As I said, your own way of praying is between you and God. You and God communicate through your own language. I do not need to know what you are praying about for or whom. That is just between you and God. Another thing is, don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. It sounds stupid to many, but good times and bad always pray, and when the going is hard, pray harder. Well, why would you do that? So you don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Unlike some politicians and corporations, God Inc. is always open to listen to your concerns, complaints, and worries. God also likes to hear about your victories, so don't forget to include that in your prayers. And above all, though, the first thing I want you to do is pray. Pray every way you know how, for everyone you know. Pray especially for rulers and their governments, to rule well so that we can be quietly going about our business of living simply in humble contemplation. That simple. As I said, Greater Guild here is about simplifying your faith. How simple can you get? Okay, so as we begin our final descent into our next seven-day layover stop, I wish to remind all of you to return your tray tables and flight crew to their upright positions. Fasten your seatbelts and bring your seat back to the vertical position. On behalf of your flight crew here at the Greater Guild, we thank you for listening. Hit that follow button with reminders, and we will see you next week.